Good morning. Good morning. Abbott and Costello come to the uh, podcast. So, <laughs> yeah. Oh, already starting you with a cough, huh? It was just a tickle. Just a tick. Just just a laughter tickle that we've uh, had the last four weeks or so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So so anybody who stumbled upon us, we're the obvious brothers who say all the obvious things before anybody else, maybe. Uh, I'm Obvious Steve. This is Obvious John. Obviously. So how you feeling, John? Good. Good? All right. So you're about the only public figure uh, in the news who hasn't tested positive for the virus? I guess so. Of course, I'd have to get tested to find out. Oh, okay. Well, you, you probably live in the land of no tests, huh? Uh, well, you have to meet certain requirements to even get a test. Yeah, well, I don't think you're ever going to meet them, John. You'll just go straight to dead. Yeah, probably. So, yeah. So on that morbid note. So, so John, you make it through a, a week of, uh, as it's known on the web, as uh, WFH? Yes. Yep. It's been, uh, it's been fun and interesting. Fun? Really? No, it's not been fun. I was lying. It's been miserable. Yeah, well, I, I wanted you to explain fun because everything I'm reading on Twitter is is uh, how crazy it's making people and frustrated. And uh, yes, a whole series of uh, silliness is going on as people try to, to relieve the tension of uh, multiple family members working from home and that kind of thing. So, uh, yeah. And, and, you know, we had the discussion via text about uh, working from home here and your sister uh, sitting in the dining room on, on the uh, the computer with all her little beeps and bops turned on and how crazy it would make you. My, my current joke is, is that clearly there is a, a submarine nearby since it keeps going boom, boom, boom. And sometimes it goes boom, boom. Yeah, you know, so you worry a little bit. We have a, a winner, and uh, John, I just was stalling. Are you back? I am back, yes. There, yeah. I, I warned you there was going to be an important phone call, and it was. It came. Yeah. It, it was so important it didn't take you two minutes. So It was All right. pretty important. Anyways, you right? were talking about, you know, I think for a lot of people, you're talking about working from home, and I – it's not that some people don't already work from home. I work from home a lot already as it is. It's just the fact that you're forced. It's the, the mandate that you have or you need to stay home, I think, is what's really driving people crazy. The being told what to do, yeah. which is not exactly what Americans are good at, obviously. Yeah, well, there's also obvious. Oh, you use the drop the obviously in there. I, I think a, a, a problem is uh, you're used to working at home but you're not used to somebody else working at home at the same time approximately. And uh, like you say, both of you having to work at home, uh, you know, about the same time causes a certain amount of friction. So, Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, you have to make sure you have enough space so you don't hear each other's phone calls and all that kind of stuff, which, you know, is, uh, or the, uh, it's not the norm or the sounds that their computers make with notifications. Right. Yeah. I, I, I was making those sounds in your absence. Uh, <laughs> you, you dropped in the middle of me trying to make the sonar sound. Boom, boom, boom. 
But, but not, not only does she, you know, to clarify for the audience, not only does she have something that makes a sonar sound, her, her, she has her email, so it goes off when it arrives. So it's ping, ping, ping. So they're all, you know, it's like, you know, you're like in the old west in a shootout, all the bullets bouncing off everything in the house. It, it seems like, you know, boom, boom, ping, ping. You know, you know, it's duck, duck, duck. Yeah, you ever been to those so, uh, convenience stores or gas stations when they have those funky registers that make all those noises? That's what it reminds me of. Oh uh, well, no, I. I does I no? I'm not familiar with that. Hmm. So I was uh, I was uh, on my own sneak previewing today's uh, podcast, John. So you're here. So let's get down to it. I, I can't decide. Sean will be listening to hear our breakdown of the sandwich bracket, and uh, I know my friend Mike listens to to hear the NFL talk. So uh, where do you want to start? Because one of them will be interested. <laughs> well, I think uh, I guess we can start with the sandwich. Yeah. Yeah, he whipped right through the whole thing awfully fast there, John. Well, he's, I see that he's lining up a, a new one, uh, getting ready to yeah. getting ready to drop. Oh, my God. Yeah, I, I, I do not – I'm not sure exactly what, what the photo uh, uh, in the tease uh, means, but uh, it did not, it did not strike, strike me as, uh, as worthy. Yeah. Yeah, it looks like it uh, – looks like we could have a boy band battle, but there's not 64 boy bands. Aren't there? Uh, well, I don't know. Maybe there is. Maybe if he's going to maybe, include all the kids. Maybe, maybe Sean has expertise you don't know about that he, he knows sixty-four boy bands. He does. Maybe. I mean, he already does have expertise. I don't know about. I mean, he came up with some pretty clever sandwiches. Is that right? You know, like the crab so cake you're, sandwich. you're still back looking for someplace that'll give you a crab cake sandwich, right, John? Yeah. I don't think those exist in Texas. Is that right? I bet I could find one. Not at a McDonald's. Not at, but hold it now. No, no. But Sean yes. listened, and, and yeah, and at, at Baltimore actually had a some the McDonald's in the Baltimore area twenty five years ago tried a a, a McCrab sandwich, John. Yes, so, we need to talk about there that. We go. Yeah, we're geniuses, John. Yeah. The you you want to talk about that, John? Yes, because did you read the reviews for it? Yeah. Like I said, it was. Held together by little more than pure willpower. No, that that's what a real crab cake's supposed to be, John. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's supposed to be lump crab held together by little by little more than willpower. Yes, right. That's a good crab cake. I do not think that's what they got at McDonald's. In fact, the the article so, sort of made it out that it was an abomination on on, on the notion of crab cake that they were. It's, offering such a thing. I mean, does that really surprise you? Coming from McDonald's? Oh, John, are you dissing McDonald's? One of the few places open to give us food at this point? Yes, I am. Oh, wow. Okay. So you, you just go ahead. And when, when they're serving uh, McLobster rolls uh, <laughs> in a couple of weeks, uh, and you're over there in line to see what one's like, uh, I, I will remind you of this. Okay. So, uh, John, let's, uh, let's get off the McCrab sandwich for a moment and point out that the, in the end, it was chicken parmesan versus cheesesteak, and cheesesteak won big, John. Won by a landslide. Landslide, yeah. Well, yeah. I guess you're surprised, huh, John? Uh, not really. I mean, there's, I think, I mean, Sean's from Pennsylvania, correct? Yes. And uh, I would assume that a lot of his followers are probably 
Pennsylvanians as well. So uh, the Philly cheesesteak is is a big big hit in your land. It's it's the sandwich. So yeah. I have to admit, I love a good Philly cheesesteak. So Do I don't. Yeah. I, if I had to choose between a chicken parm, I voted for cheesesteak. But if I had to choose between the two, I'd I'd choose cheesesteak. Ninety nine out of a hundred well, times. You voted for it too, John. So that's okay. So, John, do you put marinara on your cheesesteak? No, no, who does okay. that? Oh, uh, it, it is a thing in this, uh, in central Pennsylvania. Yes, oh, that's gross. Is it? Yeah, no, well, yeah. So, you put marinara so, instead of cheese? No, put yeah. marinara on it. Instead of mayo or ketchup or mustard or anything, you you put marinara. Who put who puts ketchup on a Philly cheesesteak? Well, there are people who put ketchup on anything, John. So, <laughs> so, so see the, the conversations we get into, John. The things you learn, yeah. So it just does not sound. Yes, good my, I, I know my my local my, my local. Uh, Cheesesteak place uh, it, it did does marinara. Oh. Yeah, yeah. So there you go, John. So uh, other surprise. Uh, those are two strong number one seeds made it to the end, John. So were you surprised that uh, those two muscled their way through the bracket? I mean, no, not really. I mean, I know we were big on the ice cream sandwich, but you know, I guess yeah. when. I when it comes down to it, people were really locked in on the sandwich part of the factor and not really the dessert part of it. Ice cream sandwich got crushed, man. Yeah. Well, no, it only lost by three votes. That's pretty oh, I thought it got, I thought it got beat by more than that. Uh-uh. It was, anyway, okay, I'll, I'll trust your memory. All right. But it was an 11C, John. What's it doing? Yeah. But. <laughs> All right. Well, we, we were crushed. So uh, I think it was a good, uh, as you said, uh, it was good to uh, get us uh, distracted. Uh, Sean has done all sorts of things to distract us and uh, just to be cultured. I, I don't know if you picked up on this, but his wife is a, a pretty good cello player, which is probably cellist is probably the right word. And she puts out a song every day on uh on Twitter and, and she's quite good. So I think yesterday's was the theme from beauty and the beast. So, um, nice. so, so between the two of them, they, right. they, have, they, 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 they must be bored. They must be bored at home and they're trying yeah. to keep us entertained. <laughs> Is this where I make a funny, punny, a punny joke about being cellist of a talent like that? Is that right? Wow. Uh, well done, John. Bravo. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. John, you know, John, in in terms of the role, you know, you're the straight man in this Abbott and Costello routine, right? (laughs) Yeah. So, so speaking of straight men, John, uh, did you watch the finale of This Is Us on Tuesday night? No. No. It's the only only thing we, uh, gosh, I'm sure you've seen it on Twitter and other places. We watched. The Tiger King this week. Oh, really? Uh, I've seen a lot of tweets about it. That, uh, and, and I've actually seen people say they think they need to be quarantined after watching it or a shower or something. So it is. Yeah. I, it's the most crazy. Every It just gets crazier and crazier and crazier. 
as yeah. this, as this, I mean, it's seven episodes, 45 minutes long. So it's a pretty quick binge. Yeah. Nuts. Just pure. Right. These people, ex- I mean, you're like, these people exist in the world. Yeah. Because it's a documentary. Yeah. It's a documentary. It's a true story. Yeah. Right. I just want to clarify for people that whatever John's talking about, and you haven't really said much other than it's crazy, John. So what is the the Tiger King, John? Tiger King is a guy named Joe, and I'm not going to say his Shrivogel is his real last name, but uh, he changed his name to Joey Exotics because he has an exotic animal um, zoo in Winniewood, Oklahoma, which is not very far from me. Uh-huh. And uh, he's got you like probably don't need to, you probably don't need to go any further. Uh, a guy named Joe Exotic has a uh, exotic animal uh, zoo in, in some place in Oklahoma. Probably oh. gives us a pretty good clue where we're going. Yeah. Not only is Joey Exotic a big cat owner, but he is also a country music singer, and he is a homosexual. Mm-hmm. A gun-toting homosexual, so he's always got his at least one revolver on his hip. Is that right? Well, if you if you get, you're raising exotic cats, it might be good to have a revolver on your hip all the time. And he oh, and he's a mullet. Yeah, he wears a mullet. That well, of course probably, he does. Probably, probably goes without saying. Yeah, if, if, if it definitely went without saying. I would have been shocked if you'd have told me you had any <laughs> hair, dude, John. Yeah. Which raises a question, John. Uh, how do you how do you keep a mullet uh, in a time when there are no uh, barbers or hairdressers uh, working? It's you know you're. I don't think it takes a lot of talent to to keep a mullet. Uh, okay. All right. Okay. Go go on, John. So so I, I think you set it up beautifully. There there is potential for all kinds of shit hitting the fan. With oh, a, uh, with, with with a a, a gay armed uh, exotic animal uh, zoo owner uh, in well, Oklahoma. Then, yeah. Then you got this Carol Baskins and her big cat rescue, which is in Tampa, Florida. Which is she is everything that is that she's against. You know, people like Joey Exotics, and there's another guy named Doc Antle in South Carolina who has a an exotic cats cat zoo. Um, yeah. She is a person that is against the breeding and, and you know, petting and, and you know, uh, play for pay was what she calls it, um, yeah. of the cats. And there, you know, and it is kind of a sad story. I mean, it, the real point here that I hope a lot of people take away from the show is, you know, there's, there are more cats in captivity in the United States. They say there's between 5,000 and 10,000 big cats in captivity in the United States alone. Uh, and there's only like about 4,000 of them in, in the wild. So um, really? there is a, there is a point to be made to this, but um, the insanity of these people is just, it's beyond, con- it is literally beyond comprehension. You just, uh-huh. every, at the end of every episode, your jaws on the floor, just thinking, how can these fucking lunatics get any crazier? And then the next yeah. episode comes up and you're like, well, they're, they they turned it up another that. notch. Huh? Turned yeah. it up another notch. Well, there you go. So there we there we go. Tiger Tiger King, uh, highly recommended by John, uh, if only to 
So, so John, is is it one of those series that you can uh, you, you can turn it into a drinking game? It, se- it seems like everybody wants to turn almost everything into a drinking game these days. I, I don't quite understand the the tendency, but I guess when you're home bored, you know, drinking games are a good thing. You know, you can watch uh, the uh, president's daily press conference and. Uh, you know, drink, drink every time he says me and, uh, you know, yeah. Good if, you, if you drank every time Joey exotic says Carol Baskins, then you'd, you'd probably be in a, in a coma. Oh, is that right? So yeah. he's worried about her, is he? Oh, that's the big battle is between those two. Well, okay. So, all right, John, no, that, that's, there you go. There's our watching, uh, a preview for for our fans who can uh, now go out and uh, uh, know know what redneck really looks like. Uh, so you know it's been a while since I've seen somebody actually wearing a mullet, John. Well, if you watch uh, Tiger King, you'll see multiple mullets. Is that right? Yeah. So you see a lot of mullets where you live, John? No, not really. No, no? okay. I just was wondering. So let's get down to serious business then, John. Uh, uh, it sparked a certain amount of debate amongst us that uh, uh, somebody posted on Twitter the uh, NFL one loss over under. So uh, first, John, it, it is March and we haven't had the draft. How can a batting book uh, ha- have over and unders already, do you think? Doesn't it seem a lot premature it seems pretty premature i mean we're not even done with free agency we're not done with i mean there's a lot still to go on and changes happening pretty much every day on some teams i mean you got where's cam newton going he's uh looks sounds like he's working out with some uh chargers players uh yeah there's there's a lot to happen yet so i think it is a little bit way too early but at the same time you know that's probably a good time to maybe make a bet yeah. You know, if you think so, that something's so, going to swing one way or um, or the other in, in your advantage or disadvantage with the team, then you might want to jump on a on a low number or maybe a really high number. Yeah. Yeah. So what do you, what do you, what did you jump on? Uh, you, called, you called Guido and you said and you took what, John, on, on the list that uh... I, I didn't take. I haven't I haven't bet on anything. Is that right? I don't. I don't gamble, Steve. Yeah. Okay. Sure, you don't. I'm sorry. I'm. A, I'm. I'm going to have to take a moment here while I regroup after that. Okay, John. Uh, so, yeah, looking at the list, um, our our friend Mike Randall, uh, who put this out, uh, said Patriots over Bills over Broncos under Panthers under. So that that's what uh, his uh, reaction was. Do you uh, you look at the list? Are you you have any similar you reactions? Said, you said Broncos under, which is at seven and a half. It's pretty low. He said Patriots. Oh, you, think, you think you think Bronco Broncos uh, seven and a half is is low? Yeah, I don't see them getting a five hundred. That's probably pretty good. Okay, uh, Patriots under. Yeah, he said Patriots under, and they're at nine. Nine and I see them at nine and a half on sportsbook. Well, he uh-huh. posted the William Hill, and it says uh, nine. Okay. Yeah. 
see, that's one of those teams that who's going to be the quarterback. I mean, is it, oh, if it's yeah. Garrett, if it's Garrett Stidman, then okay, maybe I would take the under. What if they get Cam Newton? No, so what uh, if they get Cam Newton? So what they they signed Hoyer uh, this week, which gives them three quarterbacks on the roster. Nobody, thinks, and nobody the thinks they're signing Cam Newton or Jameis Winston at this point. Who's the third besides Hoyer and Stidman? Uh, they drafted somebody last year. I don't remember who. Nobody seems to think he's going. He's 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 anything more than the third string guy. But they don't. They don't have a roster spot. Is what people are saying. Well. Yeah. They can definitely cut that third string guy, the guy that we don't even know his name, and pick yeah, up well, one of those. I mean, if, I, you really, if you really want me to look it up, I can look it up. But they okay. could also draft a good. They could draft a QB. Mm, well, not unless they're going to trade up. I mean, they can draft a QB. Are, are they going to draft somebody good enough to start from, from where their their uh, their draft spot? I don't think so. I don't know. I 20 mean, years, Herbert, Herbert 20, years, 20 years ago, they, 20 years ago, they picked some schlub up on the sixth round, and he did turned out pretty good. Okay, so you want you want to bet money on on them doing that again? I'm way past the point of betting against the Patriots. I'll put it that way. Okay. So, so you're taking the Patriots. You, I, I did not mean for you to get stuck on the Patriots. By the way, on this, I just thought there would be somebody else, something else that stuck stuck out at you in terms of the the over under numbers that uh, would uh, uh, you you would you would even though you don't bet, uh, right, right, you would you you would uh, say say that that one is a winner. I, I'm. Uh, I, I don't. I, I'm going to go with this one. This is this is mine, and we, you can take this to the bank and and yell at me later for getting it wrong. I want okay. the Col- I want the Colts in the under. The Colts in the under at eight and a half. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't disagree with that. I know a lot of people are pretty excited about Philip Rivers going there, and I don't understand why. No, neither do I. I. I don't think he's much of an upgrade. And I think there are at least two teams in the division that are better than they are uh, at this point. So, uh, yeah, them getting uh, to nine wins, uh, I, I, I don't see how it happens. But so that that's my that's my call. Uh, I like the Packers under nine and a half. Oh, really? Yeah, uh, the NFC North is going to be pretty competitive this year. Besides the Lions, no, well, I I don't. As a Bears fan, I would like to think so, but uh, I I don't know. I mean, they have the Bears at eight and a half, the Packers at nine and a half, and the Vikings at nine. Yeah, there's a lot know. of wins in one division. Yeah, well. It's not a lot over 500. I mean, uh, if you look at the where they have the Lions, six and a half. So uh, that's a game and a half. The four teams are a game and a half over 500. 
I don't know. I, I like I said, I like the Packers under under nine and a half. Well, your pack your Packer eight goes deep, doesn't it? Extremely. Yeah. Yeah, I, I am shocked by the Broncos at seven and a half too. Yeah, yeah they don't. I don't. They don't. They're just. I. I, I guess I have to see if uh, Mr. Uh, is his name Luck. It is, isn't it? Uh, if he turns out to be any good. Um, and I, I guess they have a couple weapons around him, but um, there you go. I just just not so sure about that one. I'd like to see it, but uh, I, I think they have an untested quarterback. And you know they're probably going to be zero and two against the Chiefs, right? So, well, what um, do you think about uh, the Tom Brady Buccaneers at eight and a half? Well, they won nine this year, right? Yeah. So, Do you think, uh, are they improving at quarterback? Well, actually, you know, the William Hill line has them at nine. Uh, are they improving at quarterback? Well, at nine, they're only staying staying where they are, right? So, yeah, I, I would say, yeah, doing again what they did last year would be a little surprising, but it's not exactly like uh, they're betting on a big upsurge from Tom Brady. It's not like he improved them two games based on this. Right. Well, I think that's, I mean, I think the, that's fair. The Saints, the, Saints, the Saints are still the cream of the crop in that division. Uh, for now, yeah. And, and I, I don't think they picked up a wide receiver. Did they pick up Sanders? Is that who they got this week? Uh, who probably is going to make them yes. uh, more, da- more more dan- more dangerous? Uh, I just uh, one hopes that at forty one, Drew is still uh, something close to the quarterback he's, he's been. Yeah, he looks better to me at forty one than Brady does and did at forty one and does at forty three. Yeah, I mean well, Drew can still he can still heave it down the field. Of, Good, good ways. Yeah, well, I and they're both, and I'll give credit to both of them. They're really good at avoiding contact. Yeah, uh, I, I yeah, uh, Tom Tom does not hold on to the ball long enough to get hit. So, and no. and Drew's not far behind him. So, right, uh, yeah, they and they, and they might be even be one and two and release quickest so, release in the league. So, John, uh, that that had, we talked quite a bit uh, about that. I think we probably spent almost as much time talking about fantasy uh, quarterback rankings that uh, Mr. Randall put out. And uh, if you remember right, uh, there are lots of questions about the rankings he put out and how we would rank people. He has uh, Lamar Jackson one, Mahomes two, and Kyler Murray three. Yeah. So the, do I go go to the fact he's got Josh Allen four, or is Kyler Murray at three enough to give you something to talk about? Well, which both are the, the one thing I thought was I looked at um, Matthew Berry's list because I like Matthew Berry a lot more than yeah most people. Um, Matt, Matthew Berry, had, for people who aren't into this, is uh, the uh, fantasy football expert at ESPN and has been for quite a while. So, 
Yeah, yeah, he's and he had Josh Allen as number five on his list. Yeah. Which I mean, we talked about him I and he had less than a sixty percent completion percentage last year. He had twenty passing touchdowns, six rushing touchdowns. I guess it's the rushing yards that propels him up, which I think is what's gonna propel Kyler Murray up too. I mean Well, and how many turnovers? Yeah, he had a bunch of turnovers. Well, yeah, turnovers hurt you, as you know, in fantasy. So mm-hmm. uh, 20, 20 and 6 uh, are only modest numbers in fantasy, but you start hurting them with uh, 15 turnovers, and you're, you're not such a good buy, are you? No, no. So, yeah, I think – I guess the Josh Allen one is the one that confuses me that I guess a lot of guys apparently are on. And- yeah. I don't, maybe I'll be fooled again. So, so I'll just, I'll just get, get it and get up your butt a little bit here. So uh, you, you taking Josh Allen before Dak Press uh, caught in, uh, in fantasy, uh, if you have that choice? No way. See, there you go. And, and, and why not? Everybody else has uh, Allen ahead of uh, Dak. Because you're a Cowboy no, homer? because Prescott be was a top three QB in fantasy last year. Yeah, and Barry actually has him was ranked he? number three on his list. Oh, really? So he has him oh, above, yeah. above Allen? Yes. Okay, and ahead of Murray. He has Murray at eight. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to find his list again, but I can't find it. I think I think Murray was at eight. Yeah. Murray was at eight, huh? Well, I, I guess uh, we're, we're struggling. I thought the interesting part of the list, uh, more interesting than what we've talked about so far and killed several minutes, is he had Roethlisberger at 22 and Goff at 23. Yeah. Uh, that, that, that's, that's way down uh, the list for two people who have, well, I know they talk about Ben being a Hall of Famer, and uh, Goff, you know, was everybody's MVP pick uh, two years ago. Yeah, Goff didn't look so great last year, and nothing really changed around him to make him take such a fall. So, well, he t- he lost Todd Gurley, according to you. So he's he's yeah. in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> okay. But, but that seems that seems to be a lot. Twenty twenty second and twenty third is in the lower third of quarterbacks in the yeah. league. I mean, I mean Ben Ben, and of course he's lost a couple of the wide receivers who helped yeah, him they, do this, or well, a wide receiver and a running back who helped him do this. But he used to put up some big yardage. Uh, yeah, but not that many years. Like you ago. said that was years ago. I mean, who does he have to throw to? Who's gonna? I mean, in, in Ben. Uh, and Big Ben's not and, uh, rush, getting any rush yards for you or any rushing TDs. He might get, you know, your QB sneaks, which he can still do because he's huge, but he's not a uh, a force to be reckoned with. I, I don't see him being. Well, okay, so you're yeah, all right with him. plays in probably the best do. defensive division in the league. All right, I, I was thinking about that, and I, I guess I'm going. I, I would have to ponder that one, but uh, 
they're, they're a good defensive division. Uh, I'll give, grant you that. So I, I think the NFC North. That's, that's a that's a good division. Might also. be better, with the exception of the Lions. Yeah, but but anyway, so you're you're not surprised by the the twenty two or twenty three. Uh, the, Probably a little low, but I'm not. Up. I don't think it's crazy low. Okay, so so the lightning rod, everybody loves to talk about. Uh, he's got Baker Mayfield number ten. Yeah, and um, Barry had Mayfield pretty high. Mayfield pretty high, also. Yeah. So. I don't know. Yes, no, maybe. I just don't know. It's so hard yeah. to trust him. <laughs> I mean, okay. So, so this is this is this is what we talk about now, fans. When we we don't actually have real games. Yeah, so. I mean, he's just he's so hard to trust. That's that's the problem. Yeah. No, I think so. So is Kyler Murray, in my my opinion. But there you go. He's several notches ahead of Baker at this point. Uh, well, John, you watched any horse racing? No. Yeah. Three days of horse racing on TV this weekend. Uh, I don't know. I think NBC sports network today and maybe the other two days of the weekend, but, uh, Florida Derby tomorrow. And, and I, I don't know, we didn't break this down, but uh, you kind of suggested with the Kentucky Derby in September, it makes you, you know, these used to be Derby prep races, but what are they doing now that, uh, you know, there's there's not a first weekend in May race to be prepping for. They're prepping awfully early for the first weekend in September. Or are, they, or are they prepping for the Preakness or are they just running to win the million dollar prize uh, which might be, you know, worth having yeah. in its own right, right? I mean, it's it's horse racing, and it's about the only thing you can bet on right now right. Or, or watch that's even remotely sports related. So, it's... right, yeah, it's uh, the only game in town. They're doing all right, from what I've seen. People who are reporting on Twitter about handles and everything, uh, they're handling enough money. Uh, I will re- repeat what somebody said last Saturday at the Louisiana Derby that uh, uh, you win a race like the Louisiana Derby and suddenly your stud fee is uh, goes up a lot when you win a grade two stakes like that uh, as a three-year-old. Uh, you're suddenly worth something. So uh, I guess these races, uh, we think of them as derby preps and triple crown prep races, but uh, there's value just in and of themselves. So uh, it's worth watching. Uh, race tomorrow in Florida it looks like a really good one with uh, multiple uh, uh, quality horses in it. Tis the Law, I think, is the favorite. And Et- ETA Indian is uh, the second favorite. And so uh, both of them, uh, people think, are going to be uh, you know, front runners for the, the, the whatever, the Preakness. It looks like might be the next race. I don't think they postponed it yet. And that's usually in June, so, right? Um, no, Preakness is the third weekend in May. So uh, I I don't know if they plan on running without a crowd, yeah. which would be a strange thing. 
Of course, that's what all these horses are doing at this point. There's nobody there at the racetrack. I mean, that's two, um, two full but, months uh, from now. This I mean, is who knows where things will be by that that point. I mean, literally. Well, six six, six weeks, half of us will be dead. So um, we'll we'll probably be be, be uh, uh, you know yeah. have pushed through it by then, right? Push push through the dead bodies and gone on. Yeah, so. Uh, it, it is gruesome. We now have the most cases in the in the world, uh, and we'll shortly. I think we'll have the most deaths of anybody in the world. Though you you watch the video from Spain or Italy, and you say, "I oh, can't get that bad here." But I think the answer is it might already yeah. be that bad in yeah. a couple I, places. It might be hard to pass Italy, but we'll see. Oh, I I don't. Yeah, yeah. I in like terms over thirty five hundred. Yeah. Where are we at? So I thought, I thought, did we, are we passing a thousand yesterday? You know, it doubles yeah. every two or three days. Yeah. It won't be long at that rate to oh, be yeah. passing 3,500. A lot bigger population and everything. So, uh, so you did hear speaking, this is sports related and, and combines the sports and the virus on the news john did you did you see that the the uh, uh virus in northern italy they were attributing the uh heavy concentration to a soccer game no you didn't see that well i guess uh bergamo was in the uh champions cup game in milan which is about 30 miles away and they thought they had 40,000 people from the from the town go to the game this was uh, the end of February, and uh, a lot of them went by public transportation, and that is the that is the place with the highest concentration of cases in Italy. So uh, there is they're pretty they're pretty sure that probably going everybody going to the soccer game uh, infected a lot of people. Wow. So goes just. Well, you know, you get you get tens of thousands of people. Mm -hmm. You know how crowded a stadium is, and how close you get yeah. to people coming and going, right? Yeah, you could infect a lot if just one person had it. You could infect a lot of people. So, yeah, there's our there's our sports related flu story or yeah. virus story. Yep. Well, yeah. John, burned up way too much again. time. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and, exactly. and we got nothing better to do, right, John? <laughs> All right. Well, we'll we'll let people go. We'll we'll you know leave them That's wishing right. for more. more, right, John? Always want, always leave them wanting. That's more. right. Yeah, one one more. We did not start breaking down boy bands, John. So they they can they can sit on right, and I'll have the full review of the final episode of This Is Us next week. And, yeah, well, and this season, I'm really looking forward which, to that. In my opinion, has been slightly disappointing, but it's, it's losing it. Is that right? Well, well we luster. look forward to that. Well, I'm going to have to put that down in my calendar for next Friday, John. There you go. All right, John. You too. Stay, uh, stay safe. Stay, stay healthy. Bye. Okay.